The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard and Howard Griffin. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm Rico Beard. Howard off celebrating his birthday today, so happy birthday to you, Griff. I uh, hope you're having fun. I'm going to set up uh, this upcoming weekend in the Big Ten. I want to start with the Big Ten West, and, and I will say this. Upon further review, the way this thing is setting up, I, I really do think that it, this is Iowa's division to win. And the funny thing is, we we all buried Iowa. We all thought Iowa was done. We thought that Iowa had no shot at anything. They went on a three-game losing streak. Uh, in there, they lost to Michigan. I think they lost to Ohio State, and they lost to Illinois. During those three games, I think they scored a total of 30 points. Everybody laughed. Everybody, you know, Spencer Petras was horrible. He can't do anything. Well, a funny thing happened. Team turned itself around. Reason why I think that Iowa is going to be the team to beat, Iowa gets to face two backup QBs. Looks like Tanner Morgan is going to be doubtful for the game against Minnesota. Don't know what the weather condition is going to be like in Minnesota, but Iowa's going to be favored in that game. And, oh, then, by the way, Iowa then gets to turn around and on the day after Thanksgiving play Nebraska, who could probably be with their backup QB as well. Plus, Iowa needs Illinois to lose the game. Illinois, they're playing Michigan this weekend. Don't know the status of Chase Brown. Uh, Bielema says he's trending in the right direction. You're going to need him because if you're Illinois, it looks like the weather's going to be bad here in Michigan, uh, maybe up to two to seven inches of, of snow. So Chase Brown running game is going to help out in a bad snow game. Not going to be a ton of passing to go around. Michigan has the running game. They have Blake Corm. They have Donovan Edwards. They have uh, J.J. McCarthy on, on the read option plays. I'm not worried about the Michigan running game because the Michigan running game has been showing me they could do this thing all year long. But what is Illinois going to do? That's why I think Illinois will probably come in this game and lose the game. Sorry, Howard, they're not going to give you the birthday gift that you want. Then again, I guess if they win, that would be the gift that you want. But if they lose, it opens the door up for Iowa. Iowa is just going to be fortunate. Going up against two backup QBs two weeks in a row, uh, they're going to get Nebraska at home for the final game of the season on Black Friday. And at that point, you know, it's possible you could see the rematch of the Big Ten Championship game last year with Iowa versus Michigan. Or if Ohio State defeats Michigan, it would be Iowa versus Ohio State. Now, here's the sad reality, okay? This is where I still say that Kevin Warren is going to have to do something, and I guess they're going to wait until the new teams join the conference, but you're probably going to either have to come up with a pod system, realign the divisions, or just no division at all. Because no matter who Iowa plays, whether it's Michigan, whether it's Ohio State, they're probably going to be at least a 20-point underdog. Really no shot. You you could take an all-star team of Iowa, of Wisconsin, of Illinois, and of Minnesota, and you still won't be able to compete with whoever wins that Michigan-Ohio State game. That's how big the difference is. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you look at Illinois was leading the Big Ten West for the longest, and let's just say, you know, Illinois may lose all three of their East uh, crossover games. Michigan, no big deal. Michigan State, well, they probably should have beat Michigan State. And Indiana, who's only won one game so far in the Big Ten. So... I'm really hoping that they address this problem that is the Big Ten West because it's going to hurt the Big Ten when it comes to the conference football. 
I mean, college football playoff, because it's the reason why you're not going to get two teams. It's the reason why the SEC is on the verge of getting multiple teams in there because you have a solid conference. There's a lot of good games in there, a lot of good victories, whereas now it's Ohio State, it's Michigan, and it's Penn State as far as ranked teams go, and that's about it. Illinois popped their head up for a minute, but then they went away. The Big Ten has to get more competitive, and I think a lot of that does come down to recruiting. We'll get into that a little bit later as the first signing day pops up in uh, next month in December. But the Big Ten West really needs to hold up their end of the bargain and come with some better teams and better players because they're kind of in that they're stuck in that purgatory where they're, they're, they haven't moved. They're that old Big Ten way of thinking, and it's almost like the game has not evolved to that next level. I thought maybe Nebraska would do that with Scott Frost. He has not. Thought maybe Minnesota would do that under P.J. Fleck. Haven't seen that as of yet. Bielema, you know, he's he's going to that whole bully ball thing. It worked for him in, at Wisconsin, but if you really think about it, Wisconsin's always had a, a level. They've had a cap. They could be very competitive for the Big Ten, but Wisconsin was never a national team. Wisconsin was never that team that you would even remotely think about winning a national title. So I do think that the mindset has to change when it comes to the Big Ten, especially over in the Big Ten West. But let's face it, guys, I'm not telling you anything that you don't know about. As far as the uh, other games going on, this is just a lot of lookout games. If you're Michigan, as I stated before, weather condition may not be the greatest. You got Illinois coming into town. If there's no Chase Brown, Michigan should win this game easily, in my opinion. Uh, you know, they're, they're right now at about an 18-point favorite for the game. Ohio State, the same thing. It's a don't-stub-your-toe game. On the road at Maryland. Now, Ohio State's problem is they need to get people back healthy. They, you know, they've lost – uh, two running backs, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, really has yet to play this year, minus about 10 total plays. That's going to be the key to whether I think Ohio State can defeat Michigan next week if Jackson Smith and the Jigba plays. If he does, I think they have a great chance at home. If he does not, then I think now you're looking at a coin flip game and, and whoever wins this thing. But, yeah, for those two teams – it is basically don't stub your toe, don't do anything stupid, don't get anybody hurt, and everybody will get the matchup that they've been waiting for. And, heck, Fox has been building up since week number one, Ohio State, Michigan, at uh, at the horseshoe for the final week at noon. Winner take all. Winner is in, loser is not. And I just do want to address that. I don't think that either team, whoever loses, will get in. Ohio State has a shot because of Notre Dame. And if Notre Dame goes out and let's say they beat USC, that Notre Dame victory for Ohio State could help in that tiebreaker type situation. Michigan, if you don't win, you're not in, plain and simple. You played the schedule. You chose that schedule, and that schedule is going to come back to bite you. You must be undefeated because you can't walk in there and say, well, we beat UConn. They're bowl eligible. No one cares about UConn, okay? They don't. Uh, Hawaii, get that. You're probably going to have to change this schedule. Ohio State has Notre Dame, but I think they have a slim chance. Here's the reason why. Uh, I know we're going to be playing a lot of hypotheticals in the next three weeks, but if you have a one-loss Clemson team that's won the ACC, that's a tiebreaker. They won a conference champion, Clemson would be in. If you have a one-loss TCU that won the Big 12, that's another tiebreaker. They won their conference 
they would probably get the nod over you. You also have Tennessee sitting out there who won't be a conference champion, but their only loss came to Georgia. But they defeated Alabama. They defeated LSU. Tennessee would probably be in. So if you're Michigan or you're Ohio State, you don't want to leave it up to chance because I don't think chance is going to help you if you got the one loss. You can sit there and you can pout and you can say, what about us? What about the brand? This is where I don't think the brand will even matter. You have to win if you want to get in. And this is why I say be easy, be safe, don't do anything stupid. As soon as you get an opportunity, I would arrest your players, set them aside. You need no injuries going into that game. If you're Ohio State, you need to try to get everybody you can healthy for that game because I don't think Ohio State, I don't think they have enough talent against this Michigan team to be minus players and to just walk in there and win that game. So they got to do the best to get their running backs and Jackson Smith and Jigba back up to speed. Um, the other game to watch out for, uh, Wisconsin and Michigan State can each become bowl eligible if they win their games. No, Wisconsin, uh, both teams are favored by like 10 points. Wisconsin's on the road at Nebraska. As I stated earlier, Nebraska... Nebraska's coming up with a backup QB. I think that this is a game that Wisconsin can go in there, can get this thing done. They're starting to to come back into uh, Wisconsin form, doing things the Wisconsin way for Michigan State. This is a chance for Mel Tucker to really, I guess, get this team galvanized after the, the debacle of what happened at the end of the Michigan game. They've now come back and they've won two straight, beating Illinois, and then winning last week against Rutgers. You defeat Indiana. You now get both teams will get that sixth win, both Wisconsin and Michigan State. They're now bowl eligible, and now you have to wait to see what happens in that final week. But that's in. That's money for the Big Ten. And I think especially for Michigan State and Mel Tucker, you needed this because you were at a crossroads. With all the hype that you got last season, this is what could have derailed the whole thing because after the Michigan game, Everything and everybody was looking at you, questioning whether or not you were the coach, whether or not you were a leader. You're proving to everybody that you are. You've galvanized this team. They haven't quit. As a matter of fact, you've been going out there winning with two of of your starters, not even in the game, including Jacoby Winman, who I think is an NFL draft pick. We'll have to wait and see. I haven't heard anything as of late, so it looks like they may be missing their third game, which, you know what, I think enough's enough, but... I mean, after a while, I guess I look at this, that what happened at Michigan and, and Michigan State a little differently after seeing the what real tragedy looks like at Virginia. When you see young men losing their lives, that's real tragedy. This puts it in perspective to me. That was a fight. That was a skirmish. That was whatever you want to call it. I think those young men have already been punished enough, and I do think it's time to move on because – yeah, what happened in Virginia, that kind of put things in perspective of, yeah, this, that 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 was real death. That was real tragedy. That wasn't a what about it. That wasn't about hypothetically speaking, you could have done that. Those young men lost their lives. It's time to put this Michigan-Michigan State thing past us, moving on. The Big Ten needs to step in because, quite frankly, I, I, don't think that, I don't think that the Ann Arbor prosecutor – prosecuting attorney, Ann Arbor police. I don't think that, I I, I mean, honestly, I think that that they are 
working for the University of Michigan, that they want to keep this thing and they want to punish Michigan State twice. That's my opinion. That they easily could have come up with, you know, the solution, but they haven't. I don't know what they're waiting on. I don't think it took two weeks to have a police investigation when there was a state trooper right there in the middle of all of this. Go interview that man. See what he has to say. This thing is over. Now the prosecutor has to sit and figure it out. I got a feeling that by the time they figure out what they want to do, it's going to be four weeks later. The season's going to be over. And those Michigan State players will never come get to play at Michigan State again, at least for this season. And then they'll come out and say, well, we really didn't find anything. But you did what you wanted to do. You dragged this thing out. It was gamesmanship, and that's what it is, and that's what's so toxic and horrible about this rivalry that it spilled out past the field that this is what supposedly adults are doing. Anyway, I'm done with that rant. Uh, Michigan State, Wisconsin can each become bowl eligible in this game. As I stated before, Mel Tucker can use this as a way to bring his team back, a way to galvanize his team and to show that, you know what, they, they they have not lost their way. And honestly, because they keep winning, it's one of those things that you want to look at because this may end up becoming his little brother moment that D'Antonio had with the Mike Hart situation. That let's wait and see what happens because maybe this tunnel, the tunnel incident will now refocus the team and, and maybe that's the fuel that he will need, kind of the way D'Antonio used little brother and the chip on the shoulder for years and years to come. Real quick, I do want to switch over, and probably good thing that Howard's not here because I'm going over to his favorite sport, the short pants, as he likes to say, college hoops. And the Big Ten is right now in the middle of the Gavit games, and you know what? You're looking out there and you're seeing – I saw I watched Michigan last night against Pittsburgh. They pretty much just annihilated them. Iowa comes back. They're down huge to Seton Hall early in the game. And then they come back and they beat Seton Hall, uh, 83-67. Purdue comes back to beat Marquette in the Gavit games. Northwestern upsets. Well, I don't even know if it's an upset. It's an upset in brand. They beat Georgetown, but Georgetown's not really that good. But I think the biggest game so far this week was the Michigan State Spartans traveling in the Champions Classic, taking on number four, Kentucky. Oscar Shibway comes off of his injury, comes into the game, and Shibway, geez, he's a force, guys. 22 points, 18 rebounds. I think the biggest thing that helped Michigan State was he fouled out, but the Spartans win in double overtime. This thing felt like a, a, an Elite Eight type of game, a Sweet Six, I mean, a, a Final Four type of game. Double overtime, Izzo and his staff draw up two inbound plays that ends in dunks, one with three seconds left, the other with one second left, to send the game into double overtime. As I said, Sheepway fouls out in a double overtime game. Joey Hauser showed up. Joey Hauser, two points in the uh, Battleship game. Not in this game. Joey Hauser, 23 points, a lot of key shots. Malik Hall comes through. Hits a lot of big shots late. Tyson Walker, a lot of jumpers late. I mean, it was a great collective team effort that the Spartans put in, and they got the job done. They did it on the main stage because we all know they got a tough schedule. They lost by, you know, a basket to Gonzaga on the battleship. They beat Kentucky. They got Villanova on Friday. They got Alabama in the PK-85 tournament. You know, they have Notre Dame coming up. 
They got a lot of teams. And this non-conference I thought was going to be kind of the downfall, but Izzo said he really liked his team. He felt confident in this game. And, and you know what? Full disclosure, I think only Tom felt confident in his team and maybe his team. I didn't talk to him after the game and told him, you know, you kind of you kind of gave us that I told you so, and, and it happened. And I think the thing that's going to help Michigan State is just their balanced scoring throughout the year. There's no guy that you need to shut down. They're going to be able to get points from all over, but – So far, college basketball, Michigan State comes up with the biggest victory of the year, knocking off number four Kentucky in the Champions Classic down in Indianapolis. So got to get a little bit of basketball in since the big tournaments are happening. But football is coming up. It's probably going to be cold, bad weather this weekend. Look for a lot of low-scoring games, and we'll see what will happen. But, yeah, my prediction for the Big Ten West is going to be Iowa, And uh, in the Big Ten East, Michigan, Ohio State, keep everybody healthy. Don't disappoint us. We are all looking forward to the matchup coming up next week. Uh, For Howard, it's his birthday. I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching the Five Star Zone. We'll be back again next week. Continue to like, continue to, to subscribe. Keep telling your friends. And we'll be back bringing you Big Ten content throughout the season.